0: because of nothing. You hear me? They please us like we do. Yes, sir. They sweat us like we do. Do you hear me? They went through two days. We went through two days in 110 degree heat. Yes, sir. I want you to hit everything to move. If the ref gets in your way, you hit them? Okay, then, let's play. But they're cheating us, too. they it against us, too. This is our team. This is us. Let's go right now. Let's get it off now. Let's go. Just on the Raiderland, Land, one every weekday, KKAM, Talk 103.9. You're already here. You probably just listened to the Raiderland. We'll continue a lot of that. We'll still talk about Texas Tech basketball losing 1,000-3 to 3 last night in Ames, Iowa. A 34-point loss in an effort that can hardly be described as an effort. Uh... By the way, Lubbock High girls won last night. If anybody cares, in a great game, and then the boys' game was good too. Uh, They were getting beat by twenty, and you know what they did? They closed the gap in the fourth quarter and played really hard throughout. Strange, and those guys are like three and twenty, and they played hard the entire game. Put in an effort. (laughs) I I just got a text. It says, you sound happier today with the, uh, uh, a smiley face. I, I'm happy every day. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to uh, come in here and talk Texas Tech athletics for the most part. We'll also talk Dallas Cowboys today. Uh, some great news that Carolina and the Carolina Panthers are interviewing, or at least requesting to interview Kellen Moore for their open head coaching job. A couple of things here, and, and we'll just start there. Uh, we're also going to talk Deion Sanders. And how the Pac-12 hates the Pac-12 and they cannot get out of their own way. And if I was the Pac-12 commissioner, the Pac-12 would be so much better. In fact, I might just lay out a plan to fix the Pac-12. And a lot of it is just, you know, promoting the Pac-12. It's what I got so frustrated with in the Big 12 for the last decade is that they promoted Texas and Oklahoma. They did not promote the conference. The, the conference should promote the conference. It shouldn't be up to Texas Tech to promote TCU. It shouldn't be up to TCU to promote Baylor. It shouldn't be up to Oklahoma State to promote Kansas. The Big 12 office should be promoting the Big 12. The SEC does a great job of this. The, the SEC office promotes the SEC. The Big 10 office promotes the Big 10. The ACC promotes Clemson. Is the ACC a strong conference? The Pac-12 promoted USC for a decade, and the USC left them. The Big 12 promoted Texas and Oklahoma for a decade. Oklahoma and Texas are leaving. So we'll talk about how Deion Sanders ties into all that today. We'll also talk about Kellen Moore and Texas Tech basketball. I am the host. You are the co-host. 806-855-3712. We'll also talk Emmitt Jones, Apparently, still. Off the top, I want to reiterate something I said on the Raiderland. And I said a lot. You can listen to that podcast later, where you get your podcasts, or on com, Radio On Demand. You can also find a couple of other shows there, Gambling Gauchos, Rob Bro Show, this show, there on KCAM.com. One of my favorite days in college football every single year, and it happens across programs, and it's about this time of year as they wrap up bowl season, they wrap up the, the national championship, they start moving into next year, you're having team meetings, you're having exit meetings, uh, somebody gets a phone call, hey, you know, Joe Bob, your mom's on the phone, why is she calling me? And they hand the phone to Joe Bob, and Joe Bob's mom is like, hey, you're on scholarship, baby. I love those. I love the walk-on who probably started for a good stretch of the season, who's out there fighting just like everybody else but gets less and is out there putting the work in and are rewarded with a scholarship. Today, Texas Tech football puts out a video of Nehemiah Martinez and Dennis Wilburn Dennis Wilburn started every game at center. Nehemiah Martinez played in nearly every game. I think there were some injuries there at the end of the year, but both on scholarship now. And both really, really pivotal players this season. So great for those two. Really good. And that is a local... Kid and Nehemiah Martinez and a Juco transfer and Dennis Wilburn who exceeded expectations. Uh, Let's get to the text line quick before we get into Kellen Moore. Uh, This says, Rob, power rank the top five ex-Texas Tech wide receivers that you could hire as a wide receivers coach. Uh, Now, the, the, tomorrow is Power Ranking Thursday. We know that. Everybody loves Power Ranking Thursday. If I was Power Ranking the days of the week on this show, Power Ranking Thursday would be at number 1. It's an exciting time. Everyone loves it. Uh, but I'll do it on a Wednesday. Uh, on a bandwagon Wednesday where we continue to be on and off of bandwagons here on the Rob Rose Show just like we are on the Raiderland. I... Man, this is a great question because... I've never been a guy that says you have to hire a Texas Tech coach to be, you don't have to hire a Texas Tech guy to be a Texas Tech coach. Now, Tim Tadlock played at Texas Tech. Mark Adams graduated from Texas Tech. And and you can go on and on about guys who were in the program and then came here to be coaches. Uh, Kitley, tech grad. You've had plenty of players come back and be assistant coaches at that level as Tech guys and come back. Eric Gutierrez is currently on staff here at Texas Tech Baseball. And good news for him, not a volunteer anymore. Um, Just in this respect, well, I guess I'm assuming that, but uh, allegedly not going to be in a, a volunteer unless they hire another guy and then keep him as a volunteer, but I, I don't see that happening. But as far as this goes, in this situation, I don't think it's a bad idea at all to go pluck one of these high school coaches, local or otherwise, in Texas that played wide receiver at Texas Tech. Now, number one on the list, and I'll start at number one because he would be a home-run, huge, incredible hire, and probably be the highest-paid member on the staff around the coordinators would be Wes Welker. If we're having to go get an ex-wide receiver, uh, who better than the guy who's been toiling away as the wide receivers coach at uh, uh, San Francisco and Miami for the last several years, who has NFL experience, who could provide real-world NFL ties to a program would be invaluable in a lot of ways, is also a really damn good wide receivers coach. Look at Tyreek Hill's improvement this year from what he was dropping balls and, you know, nubbing off routes in Kansas City last year. He's been reinvigorated. Jalen Waddell was great this year. Those Miami wide receivers are arguably the best wide receiver court in the NFL at the tutelage of Wes Welker. Could you do it? I don't know. I don't know that any college program could hire away Wes Welker to be a wide receivers coach. Um, But I would back up the Brinks truck. A, a comment yesterday was, can he recruit? He's Wes Welker. The name recruits. I Yes, he could recruit. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so Wes Welker would be number one. And then I'll just give some other names. Uh... Lyle Leong is around. He could be a guy that could step in as a wide receivers coach and bring some high school ties. Uh, Eric Ward has been a guy. He coaches linebackers and is a special teams coordinator at Hershey currently, I believe. Uh, he could be a guy that could come here and bring some, some ties. So there's three. Uh, four, and this is kind of an unconventional pick, Uh, But a guy who is retired and maybe looking for a job would be Danny Amendola. Can he coach? I have no idea. Would he also bring an invaluable amount of NFL ties and agent ties and guys who could come in and uh, help the program? Yeah. Would he be credible? Yes. Not incredible. I don't know if he'd be incredible as a coach, but he would be credible. He has credibility. Not as a coach, but certainly... As a guy who's played the game, and you also look at a guy who has Houston ties. And all that stuff's important. Uh, the Houston area knows Danny Amendola. So there's four. I could come up with the fifth if you want me to. Um, but there there would be the four guys I would maybe take a stab at who are in coaching or... Just a name of a recently retired guy that might be looking for something to do. I don't think one of those four guys will be hired as the the head co- or the wide receivers coach at Texas Tech, but those are four names because I was asked on the text line. Would any of them be as good as Emmett Jones? Uh, maybe not immediately. Wes Welker certainly would be on the field because he's been doing it and knows how to coach. Eric Ward has been a high school coach since he left. Lau Young has been a head coach for the past several years. He could bring some coaching experience. And then Danny Amendola would be the, just the firing off the hip, let's go get a, a big name to fill out this coaching staff. It would certainly be a splash nationally. He's a nationally known name. And Danny Amendola walking into high schools recruits itself, too. Hey, you want to play in the NFL? You want to play wide receiver in the NFL? I know how. You you want to make a long career and win Super Bowls and catch two-point conversions that lead to massive comebacks in Super Bowls? I know how. I'm Danny Amendola. Hi. I heard you want to be a Red Raider. Now... I don't know if he wants to or needs to or would. You might have to pay Wes Welker a million dollars to come, and that would be more than your offensive coordinator's making, and probably not a good use of your monetary uh, engagement. It wouldn't be fiscally responsible, maybe to to match the Miami Dolphins' yeah. salary, but you could you could pay him a base rate and then maybe give some bonuses. I do know whoever comes will have a wide receiver core that gets a bunch of targets. And again, on this staff, I don't know that it's important to get a recruit-first kind of coach. You might can just go grab an X's and O's guy. You might can go just get a skill technique guy that nobody's heard of that can just coach the wide receivers. You can teach him to be a recruiter. If he's a really good coach, that might be good enough. Or, again, as I said yesterday, you don't have to hire an ex-tech guy. You could go hire. Uh, you could move a guy in that's in an analyst position. You could rearrange. You could go hire a different head coach out of the uh, high school ranks and then plug him somewhere. You could go uh, knock on Jeff Trailer's door and say, Hey, how much are you paying your wide receivers, coach? We're looking for one. And that would be an upgrade for him. Lots of options. You go poking around at uh, Houston or, I don't know, UCF. Hey, you have any Texas tie wide receiver coaches? And that's what Oklahoma did to you, right? So I think there's a lot of options there. Uh, all right, we'll take the first break of the hour here when we come back. Kellen Moore, please leave. It's the Raw Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money Sports. Welcome back. It's the, the Rob Bro Show. Talk one three point nine news, money, sports. We've got a voicemail here. Uh, you can call, you can call the text line and leave a voicemail if you want to. Uh, I, I'm going to read this one. It's a transcription, uh, but I, I want to read it because I feel like there's some uh, miscommunication, and I, I want to be sure I'm properly communicating. Uh, this off the voice line. I just want to say I've been listening to y'all and you're talking about getting new coaches. I mean, we have the greatest college coaching staff in football and in basketball, the head coaches. Everybody likes them. They're nice. Everybody, the players are like uh, liking them. Give them a few years before we start talking about getting rid of anybody. I think both of them can build the programs. Thank you. Okay. All right. Now, you might have been listening, but you're not hearing. Okay. Texas Tech football is hiring a new wide receivers coach because the wide receivers coach left to Oklahoma. We're not getting rid of anybody. He left. We're not getting rid. He left. Uh, Okay, Uh, did you hear that? Joey McGuire, I don't know if I would say the greatest coaching staff in college football, but I am really, really liking what he's doing. Great leader, but here's what Emmett Jones thinks about Oklahoma, and in in the, by the transitive property, here's what he thinks about Texas Tech. You ready? This is from Emmett Jones's mouth. A quote attributed to Emmett Jones in the Oklahoma write-up of him joining the Sooners. From Emmett Jones, Oklahoma expects championships. I want to be around champions. I want to win multiple championships. I've coached in a couple games in Norman, and the game day atmosphere is incredible. I'm going to skip down. Just having a chance to be a part of that is like a dream come true. And in order for me to leave Texas Tech, I felt the situation would have to be perfect for me somewhere else. Oklahoma fit. It answered every question, crossed every T, dotted every I, and it's not far from Dallas. It was just a no-brainer. It was easy for Emmett Jones to leave Texas Tech. Texas Tech can't win championships. End quote, signed Emmett Jones. I didn't believe in what we were doing. End quote, signed Emmett Jones. That's what he said right there. Let me read between the lines. Oklahoma expects championships. I didn't expect us to win one at Texas Tech. I want to be around champions. There's no champions at Texas Tech. I want to win multiple championships. Texas Tech can't even win one. Let's go back to the bottom of the quote. I felt the situation had to be perfect somewhere else. It wasn't perfect here. That's what he believed. That's what he believes. That's not what Joey McGuire believes. I don't care what Emmett Jones thinks. I care what Joey McGuire thinks. And if Emma Jones didn't think he could win a championship here, why was he here? He didn't leave for money. He left because he thought he could be professionally better somewhere else. Be professionally better here. Joey McGuire is building a championship program. I wholeheartedly believe that. If You don't want to win championships, go to the 6-6 six and six program. Uh, oh, wait, they're champions there. Uh, Brent Venables is a national championship defense coordinator. He's not a national championship head coach. Joey McGuire has won more championships as a head coach in any level than Brent Venables has. Oh, it's a state championship at the Heist. What's Brent Venables done? What championships has Jeff Levy coached? And don't give me that undefeated season as a championship at UCF. Was he even there then? I don't know. At this point, I can't even remember where all he's been. We're not getting rid of anybody. And on the basketball conversation, I'm not sure that he's nice or that everyone likes him. Uh, this text didn't mean to put you on the spot there, Rob. Just wanted to hear your thoughts. I don't think it'll be an ex-receiver either. The fifth on my list would be Filani to come back. Yeah, I, I think that would be a great hire. Would he come back? I don't know. This off the text line... Uh, Emmett Jones can speak the language of the players in South Dallas. Welker can't. Players in high school probably don't know who Amendola or Wes is. Same as they don't know the last time the Cowboys won a Super Bowl. I really think this might be Emmett Jones texting into the show. Or, Or somebody in South Dallas. I don't know. It's a 214 number. Uh, Emmett, if you're listening, bye. Wes Welker could speak any language he wanted to, and he certainly could speak the language to recruit to Texas Tech in any locker room in any high school in Texas, or Oklahoma for that matter, or anywhere. People know who Wes Welker is. If you don't, you're clueless. Danny Amendola could walk into any high school in Houston, and people would be like, oh, wow, that's Danny Amendola. And the Cowboys shot's just unfair, and I don't like it. How about that? More off the text line. Uh, Rob, will you please ease my anxiety on the last week's hapless Cowboys chances going into Tampa Bay facing Tom Brady, who and is 7-0 all-time versus Dallas teams. Uh, no, I can't, but I'll attempt to and talk Kellen Moore when I come back. Uh, I've teased it twice now. We'll finally talk Kellen Moore on the other side of this one, unless we get another interesting text or voicemail. It's Rob Brochow, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. Welcome back. This is Rob Roche, Talk, 103.9 News, up, Money, down. Sports. Let's no talk a little Dallas Cowboys. Kellen Moore is allegedly at least being asked to interview for the head coaching job of the Carolina Panthers. It's his third or fourth head coaching interview in the last two years. I would not blink if Kellen Moore... Got a head coaching job. I I actually think he's qualified for one. And if somebody wants to run the Kellen Moore offense, I think it's a good offense. But in my opinion, Kellen Moore is not aggressive enough to make a difference, a true difference in the NFL. I mean, if you look at all the Cowboys' numbers, they're a good offense. Just season totals, while he's been the offensive coordinator, the Dallas Cowboys have been a good offense. Uh, And that's fairly undeniable. Uh, They've been a borderline great offense if you just look at the numbers. But then you look at some of the baffling third down calls, some of the baffling goal line calls, How he completely latches on to receivers and running backs. How he refused for two years to get Tony Pollard more involved and finally did this year. Like There are a lot of things that can be attributed to Kellen Moore and his offense that are just not good. So, this is one of those rare situations where I think it would be an improvement for some other team to get Kellen Moore, but also an improvement for the Dallas Cowboys to have him leave. Sometimes you just need a new situation, and sometimes you just need to make a change. And if Kellen Moore doesn't get a head coaching gig in this cycle, the Cowboys should fire him. Hey, thanks for your service. We're going to go in a new direction. And if that's Cliff Kingsbury, it is, though I'm not necessarily advocating for that. I don't want to fire Kellen just to get Cliff, though he would be an option. Does Cliff provide you with any more consistency or flexibility? I don't know, but he certainly has a a more diverse run game than Kellen Moore does. And I would trust him to get Tony Pollard involved more than Kellen Moore does. And if I would like to see Cliff Kingsbury be able to focus on an offense and not a team, we haven't seen that in a long time. Well, we saw it at Texas Tech, but not in a good way. Uh, And as far as trying to beat Tom Brady, good luck. That is my professional opinion. Good luck. And we'll talk about this game probably more on Friday and even more next Monday, because that is the Monday game in the playoffs. But good luck. Tom Brady... Has always shown up in spots. There were a few seasons there in the middle of his career with Randy Moss, the season they went 19 and one, where he was great all year. I think last year he, he threw for almost or more than five thousand yards. Good season. But for most of this last decade, he has been good in the spots. Especially in those Super Bowl runs that he had at the end of his New England career. What is Monday for Tom Brady? It's a spot. And it very well could be his last spot. At least at Tampa Bay. Now, maybe he makes a run with Vegas next year to play Patrick Mahomes twice a year. That would be amazing. But if you're looking for some storybook stuff, some NFL stuff, some, hey, the Cowboys have never beaten Tom Brady. Tom Brady's great in the playoffs. The Bucks are hot. The Bucks storm back to win that division. The Bucks are playing well. The Bucks are getting healthy. The Cowboys ended poorly. The Cowboys are not healthy. Dak has not ended the season well. I can't help you feel good about the Dallas Cowboys or their chances against Tampa Bay. I just can't. I can't. Do I think they can win? Yes. Do I think they will win? Yes. Would I be surprised if Thomas Brady won a playoff game? No. No, I wouldn't be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised at all. He's won a few in his career. It's it's foolish to think he won't win a few more. I don't care how old he is. And I don't know for certain when's the last time that Tom Brady lost in the first round of the playoffs, but I would assume it hasn't happened very often. Now, is this the worst team he's been in the playoffs with? Maybe so. But Vita Vea is playing this weekend. I think they're even getting a tackle back this weekend. I'm not saying things look bad for the Cowboys this weekend, because I do think they are the better team, but it's certainly not looking good. Uh, This off the text line... (laughs) Uh, Bro and Hyde have both said The atmosphere at the Jones is bad From the Walter White videos Horrible music selection And allowing the tech band to play only when we score Do you think OU has a better atmosphere than tech? I I never said that they did I do think that the Jones will improve rapidly In the next two years But I never made the... uh, d- dude, would you open your ears and-, and listen to me? Oklahoma made a great hire with him at Jones. He wanted to be there. All right, go. He'll excel there. He thought it was better for him personally. Fine. Fine. Like, okay, I don't think the same, but you know who I'm not? I'm not Emmett Jones. (laughs) What is not computing with you, dude? We disagree. This text, uh, Callan to the Cardinals, Cliff to the Cowboys, the old switcheroo. The Cardinals... Would absolutely hire Kellen Moore. That would be a great hire for them. Uh, not a great hire, but uh, a classic Cardinals hire. That would be a a perfect Cardinals hire to go get Kellen Moore to replace Cliff Kingsbury. All right, let's take the final break of the hour here. When we come back, we answer more texts from Emmett Jones. It's Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9, News Money Sports. Welcome back. It's Rob brochure Talk three point nine. News Money Sports. Have you got color in your cheese? This tech's most college football atmosphere suck. It's a production, not a game. It's too much like the pros where audio has to be played all the time to distract fans from paying $14 for a beer. Yeah, I it, I also feel like I was mischaracterized there. I, I didn't say that tech had a bad atmosphere. It's not as good of an atmosphere as it used to be. And it has a college football, pro football atmosphere. Like the atmosphere isn't bad. The production is bad. It was bad this year, right? It doesn't mean it can't improve. You went six and one at home this year. I think Texas Tech has a very good home field when they're good. A story out of the Pac-12 that uh, I want to talk about. A a lot of people hate Deion Sanders, and and I guess I get it, but I'm a big Deion Sanders fan. I I think there's something to selling yourself to sell a program. And nobody's better than him. And he was very successful at Jackson State, and I don't see any reason he won't be successful at Colorado. Well, the Pac-12 dreamed up this brilliant thing to play a Pac-12 game in week zero. Hey, we're the only one on. Everyone wants to see if Deion Sanders works out. We would kill in this time slot. I I mean, that'd be 7 million eyeballs at least. Well, 14 million eyeballs because everybody has two of them. It would be a giant, giant game. So the only reason they want to do this is because Deion Sanders is the head coach at Colorado. They offered it to Pac-12 teams. Arizona State, yeah, we'll do it. Massive, massive eyeballs on these two programs. It's only happening because Deion Sanders is the head coach at Colorado. Would Colorado ever get that opportunity? No. Would the Pac-12 ever dream that up? No, not without Deion. So Dion goes on college game day and says, hey, this is an awesome thing that's happening for Colorado in the Pac-12. I I wouldn't have even cared if he said, this is a great thing happening for me. I'm great. This is uh, great. Dion's great. You know where to find me. I'm easy to find. And the Pac-12's like, no, no, we're not doing it anymore. We're canceling it. Pac-12, get out of your own way. Get out of your own way. I don't care if you think that Deion Sanders is an attention-seeking jackass. He sells. Put him in the spots. Put him in prime time. If he gets beat by 40 every game, people will still watch. And the grandeur of week zero... In the Pac-12, playing a conference game is a great idea. Coach Prime, in prime time. Nobody else on. Millions of people, millions and millions around the world, watching Pac-12 football. In Boulder, Colorado... In September, August, whenever week zero is. But because he said it too early, you're going to nix it? Way to earn the trust of the coaches. Way to earn the trust of Arizona State and Colorado who already want to leave. If Colorado was in the Big 12... In Colorado wanted to play in Week 0 to capitalize on Deion Sanders and his initial run at Colorado, you know what I would do? I would let them play in Week 0. What's the downside? What's the negative? That Deion Sanders wants to sell his program by using himself? Okay. Does that not... Help the program while he's here? Well, he might not be here long. Okay. So don't use him while he's here? Or use him while he's here? I I mean, if Nick Saban went to Texas when that was alleged six years ago, I would have put Texas in week zero as Nick Saban's debut against anybody where nobody else is watching anything but Nick Saban at the University of Texas. Now, maybe Nick Saban would veto that. I don't know. But if I was a conference, I would be begging them to do it. And if I was the Pac-12, I would be begging Deion Sanders to play in Week 0 against another Pac-12 team or against any Power 5 team. Hell, Arizona State doesn't want to do it. Dion, call Texas Tech. We can uh, cancel the FCS opponent and play in week zero or just play a 13th game. Because I want an opportunity to play in front of 10 million people. That's before the NFL. There's like Hawaii on maybe that day and you what's the drawback because he said it too early the guy is a masterful self promoter let him promote why would you not have that ready to announce on college game day in the national championship Did any other Pac-12 coach get on the dais? Were they interviewing Lincoln Riley on the dais there on college game day before the biggest game of the year? No, they were interviewing Deion Sanders because of who he is. If you're going to be scared of Deion Sanders, why'd you hire Deion Sanders? You knew who he was. When Deion Sanders showed up on TV with Lou Sabin in his gold-framed sunglasses, white hoodie, sports coat, it was a startling sight, but an instant excitement. Let's go ahead and kill the excitement on the national championship stage heading into next offseason. Like, it's so stupid. The Pac-12 is dumb. All right. The Raider Land is back tomorrow, 11 a.m. Thursday's edition. We'll have uh, either or Thursday. I'll be back then. I've been Rob Bro. We'll see then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340. It's advertisers, staff, management, or town square media.